Welcome, fellas and gals, to Hunter's Hub Event Quest. Um, Jumpstart. There you go. That's the name of the set. Um, so this is... Uh, we just recorded last week for Core 2021. And, um, yeah, we're recording again for Core 2021 with 37 more nor, more cards. And reprints. That's a joke. But, <laughs> and reprints. Um, but yeah, this is your host, Fortuan, joined by co-host Leo. How you doing? I'm doing great. And Darth Tater. Life is great. Really? In this day and age? Okay. I mean... In this economy? <laughs> I, w- I-, I can just do this. I can put my hands over my eyes and go, it's a new set that printed more legendary creatures, and one of them I was excited enough to build a commander deck. It's fine. That- Life is great. <laughs> I was excited to build a commander deck out of one of these, but then I couldn't, physically couldn't. So, that's a thing. This is too narrow. Um, we'll get there. <laughs> but yeah, um, so we'll we'll do our normal thing. We're only going to talk about three cards tonight because there's so few new cards. Um, and then I guess we could have talked about some reprints we like, but like this set is not that different from core 2021 um there is some spicy reprints like crater hoof and shieldred and baneslayer right no baneslayer is already a reprint in core 2021 yeah it's a never mind reprint. so reprint. this is how confusing this is it's a reprint reprint um reprint because it's from the Vault angels right so yeah, there's a lot of reprints. There's this set is actually when you look at the diversity, it's actually super small um, compared. But I do like the idea of themed boosters, and then you put them together. It's like playing Smash Up, the board game. That's, that's basically what this is. Definitely. Magic Smash Up. And kind of my my stance of I ordered a lot of this is I'm gonna when I have it in physical instead of cracking boxes like I normally would. I think I'm going to keep you know, a slight slew of these packs in my magic bag, so when I go to play Commander Weekly, when there's downtime, just one of the people I'd sit down and play with, like, hey, do you want to do this real quick? This seems like a nice variety to add in. Yeah, you also talked about you and I doing it, too, some mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, I So really, I, I, I kind of look forward to that. I really like that idea of them having the, you know, like you said, the smash-up gameplay, because I really like smash-up, and I like other I do deck, too. Like deck games like that. So having that with magic, I thought was a really cool idea. Plus, there's some other alien dinosaurs really for the win. Well, yeah. Well, once I divorce my heart from, there are seven basics in each pack. So each of these packs, even though they kind of cost more than a normal booster, since there's 24 in a box, you're actually getting less played cards because you know basic lands. People give you basic lands. Yeah. Yeah. It, so does Wizards, apparently. What, what grinds me on that is that each faction, or whatever you want to call it, each type of booster, has yeah. a specific basic land for it, but only one of the seven yeah. basics is that basic. I, that really... Well, maybe me. come to a, to a talking point, but definitely the Phyrexian one. I get why they didn't do it, because then it's... People are really hyped on that. It's going for like $6 for a basic land that's not even full art or anything, so... The difference yeah. between that and the Wizards, like, Archive Island, maybe I, they just thought it was too much, like, desire variance. Well, if, if you had a full, 
pack of them, though, it, it would help bring that desire variance tighter in almost because it'd be easier to get a hold of the more yeah. desired ones. Because I really like I know the a few lightning. people that really want the book islands, a lot of them. The Lightning Mountain probably one of my favorite, too. Yeah. And yeah, like the theoretical prospect of getting a commander deck with just those that's mono red is. That's a lot of digging, a lot of ordering, piecemealing. Like, it's a lot of effort since it's only one in a pack. So it's technically just as rare as the rare that goes with it. Like, that's just crazy. Yeah, it's, it's nuts, but. So, uh, in the set in general, I think we're half excited. Like, excited, but, like, there are definite drawbacks to the set. Um, yeah. In the fact of, like, you're trying to, if you want to try to get some of these cards, like, good luck. It's even, it's even more of a pot shot yeah. for some of these. I because I think with the 121 pack combinations between the 46 archetypes... The way it works, because in statistics you need to be within three standard deviations to kind of be like reasonably expect something. It comes out to something goofy like fifteen boxes if you like reasonably want one of every rare and mythic. And that's yeah. not even factoring in whether, because I thought they said that some of the, even some of the types of pack were more rare than the others, like the yeah. So that's one. ignoring stuff like that. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah. rainbow one was like supposed to be the the rarest one to run into. So I don't even think I looked at the rainbow one. It had all reprints. I don't think it had a new card. Yeah, it it didn't. It had, they didn't give us any new multicolor cards in there. It was just a. It was five, um, allied color ones and then two five color cards. <laughs> Plus the new Terramorphic Expanse art that <laughs> is also. People also really want. Mm-hmm. Why? Uh, it is the first time that Terramorphic Expanse has gotten different art, and the art is gorgeous. It's good. It's like these it's... five wedges, almost like mentally like seeing the complex stuff and a lot happen. Alright, I obviously missed this. Yeah, it's down in the lands. It's very pretty. And it, like I said, it's the first time that Terramorphic Expanse has ever gotten a new artwork. Lands, don't you mean the Hydra's deck? the hydra's pack uh, maybe no i don't think the hydra one there's one that's called lands or something like that that's just rainbow might it also might be called rainbow i, I haven't looked at what the different pack type like pack archetypes are named well, i just looked through the sets okay no the one that is called lands is the one that has an ulvenwald and a feral hydra no. in it. oh gotcha. he's saying go to the like if you're on the same website, the, the official spoiler, if you go to the lands section, you'll see the rainbow terramorphic expanse. And all gotcha. of the different forests and basics. There's some really good ones. Yeah. Which I mean, the, the devilish mountain is also pretty high on my list for really cool things. Oh, so it's in a certain pack, too? Jesus. Yeah. So, complaining aside, you want to start with some cards? <laughs> yeah, I'm still looking for this Terramorphic Expanse, but go ahead. Um, yeah, I'm seeing Thriving Grove. Oh, okay, good thing is the lands are towards the beginning of this thing, so... Gotcha. Anyways, um, yeah, so Darth, why don't you start us out tonight? Um, Alright, I will start with... 
I'm gonna guess it's Emiel or Emiel, E M I E L, the Blessed. We have a two and two white for a four four legendary creature unicorn. Um, he has an ability pay three colon exile another target creature you control, then return it out to the battlefield under its owner's control. And he has a static ability. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, you may pay. And it has the Selesnia white slash blue, white slash green symbol, not blue. If you do, put a 1-1 counter on it. If it's a unicorn, put two 1-1 counters on it instead. It has some reminder text about what that split symbol means. But we've got a mm -hmm. green-white blink commander is kind of what I'm getting out of it. And if you want to torque it that direction, it could also actually just be a unicorn commander. I think he's pretty cool. Uh, definitely was the deck I was thinking I was going to build. Uh, veered a different way from this set, and I don't know, it's just something I play a lot of group hug decks in Commander, and it definitely is screeching to me yes. as something that would be fun to do. He does. And I'm the only one that sees through that bullcrap. <laughs> no one else falls for it. I mean, everyone else falls for it. Oh yeah, I'm just gonna let you draw cards. No, people aren't allowed to draw cards. Stop it. Plus, any really... card. God. I was going to say, any card that makes Solemn Simulacrum hilarious is high on my list. <laughs> For sure. I really like Emil not as a commander, because he does make a great commander. But I really like Emil in a Naya or um, Abzan deck, because then you can add in a um, Priest of Yogmoth or the Priest of Urabrask as an easy creature that when it enters the battlefield makes three mana and then just off of those two generate infinite blinks and from there tack on any of a number of other cards and you have a, an infinite engine yeah that's a good point if you got impact tremors or anything like that you did it they died yeah panharmonicon you generate infinite mana because emul i think is the first one that does this that only requires colorless mana to use its ability well displacer can take is any type two of in mana. a colorless yeah can Might. take any type of mana to activate its ability rather than needing a specific type in displacer's case colorless to do one of it and can do it repeatedly yeah like, displacer can't use the pre either of the priests to get it to go infinite like this can right and then you just need to tack something else on and do it. Plus, it's just a really pretty unicorn. It's a good-looking card. Oh, dang. This unicorn deck in general is just really good. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> kind of funny. I think the, the big st sticking point of why there's 121 combinations is there is one version of the unicorns. If you get unicorns, you get the lovely... Master of the Unicorns. And then also you get that Blessed Sanctuary. Yeah. Dear goodness. That talk about locking down. Like, no, we're going to Beats or else. Like, jeez. Yeah, and like, seeing the synergy between the two, like, it preventing all the non-combat damage isn't a big deal, but getting to look over at MIL and like, okay, I'll blink something, and there's something like the Brightmare. It taps a creature and you gain life, and then Blessed Sanctuary gets to look and make a unicorn token. Like, oh yeah, and, and if you have the mana, you just get to put two counters on him. Here you go. 
Brightmare just became a four or five. <laughs> yeah. Like for four, four or five for four because you had to pay the mana to flicker and then give it the counters. The counter. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm excited to see what other people try to do with this, and maybe I'll circle back around to it if I ever decide the cat deck isn't the green white deck I like. But I'm excited to see what people do and. Kind of hope to lose to it in some jumpstart games in the future. I think you just lose. It seems really good. Yeah, no doubt. Also, OP, too many unicorns. Like, hello. How many unicorns are in this? Five, six, seven? Seven unicorns? Dang! <laughs> Don't worry, there's not, like, a lot more. <laughs> there's some more, but not a lot more. Okay. Yeah, and I, I finally found that Terramorphic Expanse, I can actually, truthfully say, meh. I'm, <laughs> like... <laughs> the uh, art on it, I'm like, oh, okay. Sure. Shenanigans. Like, I like the mountain, and I like the forest on it, but, like, the swamp is, like, eh. And the island is, eh. And the planes is eh. It's like the red and the green are really good, and then the other ones are just there. I think that just reflects your opinion <laughs> of the colors of Magic anyway. Well, they're vibrant, too, and the other ones are not very vibrant. If that makes sense. Like, okay, I, I admit, it's hard to make black vibrant, alright? But, like, the blue could be. The white could be. The white looks like a wasteland. I don't know. It just... Eh. Anyways. Yeah. So, Leo, what's what's your number one tonight? Uh, first one I went with is partly because they finally keyworded between here and M21. <laughs> an ability that has not been keyworded that really has been keyworded since then. Um, it's Brewback mm -hmm. the Grandiloquent. Two and a blue for a 1-4 legendary human advisor. If an opponent would mill one or more cards, they mill twice that many cards instead. And then, reminder text of, to mill a card, a player puts the top card of their library into their graveyard. They So you're saying mill was never specifically said until now? Correct. And, well, in, yeah, until here and, and M21, mill was just the community colloquial keyword for taking cards directly from the top and flipping them into your graveyard. Thanks to good old millstone back in alpha or the early days <laughs> but they even <laughs> i like this card just because it it straight up doubles mill it does something that they really couldn't do until they keyworded it to be able to say hey this does it but they were even talking like when they decided to keyword mill for m21 they had a huge list of names in uh design and they kept looking at other ones because Mill flavorfully doesn't quite get there. And every time they're just like, yeah, but not like it's just not as good as Mill. It just players are not going to like it as much as Mill. And they were finally like, well, screw it. I guess Mill is just the word that we have to use here <laughs> because that's the it's the only one that makes sense to use for how long it's been a part of the game. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. they did. Her, her. And they went back and 
they went back and did a huge like like how they did when they changed the planeswalker redirection rule to just targeting planeswalkers they went back and a whole bunch of cards got uh errata to say you know target player mills this many cards or whatever of note this card in traumatized mills depending on how many cards are in your deck in target player's deck their entire deck or their entire deck minus sans one card depending <laughs> on which way it rounds <laughs> because half doubled is the whole <laughs> usually yes <laughs> actually let me double check does traumatize round up or round down if it rounds up you get there yeah if it rounds up you always get there i think it rounds down the one thing i really appreciated about this card when a friend pointed it rounds out down it's an advisor it is you got oh, yeah. you have a legendary persistent petitioner ready to go <laughs> you know the lovely yeah. dudes that you're allowed to play any of and you can mill 13 or 26 getting four dudes yep. in play to mill 26 yeah. feels a lot more dangerous now uh leo i heard you chime in you said it was down or no uh yeah no. traumatized round traumatized rounds down so you could okay. leave an opponent with one card if they had an even number but that's still pretty solid <laughs> oh yeah i mean you're you're a three mana play then you're five then mana you play just... get somebody pretty much yeah and then and then and then darth does his group hug bullshit and you die <laughs> instant <laughs> speed everybody draw to uno who did that uno <laughs> I, you know what? I'm gonna do that for now on. Just the revert. Just where's my Who reverse knows? card? No, you. <laughs> no, you. <laughs> yeah, uh, I like that card quite a bit. Uh, blue is not really one of my favorite colors, but I think uh, milling, as it's said, is uh, is is a fine blue strategy that I am okay with because it, you know, it, it makes sense. It doesn't involve infinite turns. Also, <laughs> It doesn't involve infinite turns, and it doesn't involve, hey, I get to play and you don't. It just locks out a bunch of cards. That's all. Which is fine. Because you can get it back if you're in a deck that does that. Exactly. I mean, I used to play Whereas... Traumatize in my Riku deck to target myself. <laughs> oof. That's okay. Yeah, I get where you're going with that, but oof. <laughs> it was. It fun. feels dangerous. <laughs> now someone's like, hey, guess what? <laughs> I'm going to use this spell to flash in Brewback. And you're like... Ooh, I've made a mistake. <laughs> just staring you at the Aether Viral on three. It's not likely, but I have to think about it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so my my first one uh, is, is Zerzoth Chaos Rider. Uh, which I, I, Leo, I think you wanted to pick as well. I'm, so, I'm sorry. He's so um, good. <laughs> um, this there was actually two cards that, that was like I, I was talking to Darth. I was like, I kind of want to make a deck, and this is one of the two that like is there enough devils to make this a thing? And he was like, not enough good ones. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but anyways, uh, Zerzal Chaos Rider is too generic and red. For a 2-3 legendary creature, Devil. Whenever an opponent draws their first card each turn, if it's not their turn, you create a 1-1 Red Devil creature token with when this creature dies, it deals 1 damage to any target. Whenever one or more Devils you control attack one or more players, you and those players each draw a card and then discards a card at random. 
So you're basically saying, hey, it is like a pseudo like devil group hug. Like you get a card, but I get a devil. It's like making a deal with the devil every turn. Um, so you're like getting a devil every time you just attack, which is pretty good. And you get you can get some decent devils in there. You could make something out of this. The problem is there's not a lot of decent devils. Yeah, a lot of the a lot of the decent stuff is demons actually. Um, so and I think yeah, this one this this one's on the back burner, but I like it. It's a strong candidate for a commander I would run. That is mono red. Yeah, I think it's really cool. But one of the things we get straight from you know our reading a recent trip to Ravnica, the black red devil that when whenever someone sacrifices a permanent deal one to any target, we're kind of the devils. They need more numbers, and they're actually split between red black than just red. Yeah. Yep. So, I am waiting. This one's on the back burner, but uh, this is a possible commander deck for me at some point. I like. Um, I like the little guy for sure. I mean, obviously, it was yeah. also on my list, but that he's a he feeds himself, but that he's also a bit of a punisher. Like, especially mm-hmm. in a multiplayer game, if you're sitting there, like that blue player on, you know, if it's the first card on not their turn in multiplayer, that goes from being. You know, one turn, yours, that can get you a devil to three turns for each opponent. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yes. so, it, you know, that control player that just really wants to cast a draw spell at the end of someone else's turn gets you a 1-1. One, one. You attacking with your three 1-1 one, one devils to three different players, they each draw, discard, you draw and discard, and then... Uh, you get three devils. Yeah. You get three devils from each of those players drawing the card for the turn. It's... It's like a small, just efficient little guy that I can see being... Like, I can see just being decent as a red beater if you're just wanting to be aggressive and have, I don't know, like a red Punisher-style deck that's built around messing with those more control-y decks. Yeah. Yeah. I just mentally couldn't get past... It's a card that looks like it's great with Temple Bell, and beyond that, I just was like, hmm, there's not enough effects that do that. And just kind of let other people run with it. <laughs> yeah, but mm, card, card draw is so common. And on, on not on your turn, too. Especially the end of people's turn. Well, they draw a card, especially in blue. It is... I like where you're going with that, Leo. It is a good blue punishing deck. Well, it also punishes uh, that... For that reason. We just had the cycling commander. Any cycling not yeah. on their turn potentially gets caught by him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just think I want a little more support for him to be in a commander for me. There's certainly some great stuff that you could have in there, but like, ooh, imagine if we got a devil dragon. I just thought of a. I mean, we've got a demon dragon. Give him devil dragon, be dope. <laughs> yeah, devil dragon. <laughs> um. So yeah, like that. That's my first one. I don't really have a lot to say uh, about it other than like. You know what it does is is strong, but like it just for me it needs more support. But I still like it. It's still a really good card. Um, so Darth, what's your number two tonight? Okay, I'm going to start by reading its flavor text because I think for me it embodies everything about the card. Big distractions okay. mean tiny new nuisances can slip by unnoticed. This is Tiny Bones Trinket Thief, one on a black for a one-two legendary creature skeleton rogue. 
He's mythic if that matters to anybody. At the beginning of each end step, if an opponent discarded a card this turn, you draw a card and lose a life. Then he has an activate ability, pay 4 and 2 black mana, colon. Each opponent with no cards in hand loses 10 life. And yep. the more I stare at the card, and the more I think about this hilarious art of this tiny little thief running away with his special kind of ghostly green trinket, the flavor text embodies it all. He has an advantage ability. You play things like Duress and Thoughtseize and get to replace your card. And Thoughtseize, turn one, take away Mana Crit? Well... After we play Tiny Bones, but maybe if we Dark Ritual into it. But referencing hilarious things you've done to people in the Commander League. But I I, I like it. There's this scary, big ability that's hard to use, but it looks like how you could win a game. And I think people will focus on that. They'll focus a lot on keeping at least a card in their hand trying not to get got by, I'm a mono-black deck, I can obviously make 60 mana. And just forget that you are you have a card advantage, kind of controlling commander, where you don't care, you're happy to lose one life for every time he gives you an extra card, and you probably have enough advantage after you've gained 10 extra cards to win most games. And I just love that the flavor text is giving away the big secret that everyone will still miss. Because the bottom ability, yeah, maybe, but... I think the point is your your little advantage ability will carry so much further because of the scare of the activated ability. Yep. Yep. I remember when this got spoiled. We were we were sitting, we were sitting in line drive through line for the bank, and you were just like giddy over this card, <laughs> just immediately. <laughs> I mean, like, no, no, you gotta hear this. You gotta hear this. You gotta hear this. And I'm like, okay. Tell me, what is it? I do actually never get that giddy about something, but yes, I was excited. I mean, he's a tiny little—he's a tiny little skeleton thief. And I mean, yeah, like the best part is that the activated ability is scary because it—it does do exactly what most discard-themed decks have a problem with: is that once your opponent has no cards in hand, your discard doesn't do anything, and now you have a reason for them to be no cards in hand. Because then you just kill them. Yeah. Or you're just like me and laugh maniacally when I play Sire of Insanity in my Gyrus deck. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or you just you kill everybody. Tiny bo- you do that and the Tiny Bones player is like, What's wrong with yes, you? Yes, please. <laughs> Let's just tap all of my mana a couple times now. Chunk, chunk, chunk. I am That's, okay. I'm okay so, with people not having cards. It's so good. And I just, I think it's just so cute. Is the cutest, this cute little skeleton it running away. Makes me think that Tiny Bones would be a good thing than Gyrus, honestly. Because, like, <laughs> it's not a good revive target, but it's a good, like, just static effect to sit on the field. I don't know, you play a lot of dust I, What I like to... I, I do some. There's some. I know you have thoughts, but, like... I think you need to theme it. You, I'd be happy to run Mine Rot just so someone has to go... You're playing Mind Rot and Commander? Yeah. Like, yeah. End of my turn, I'll lose a life and draw a card. It's a cantrip here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Run all of the ones that are like each opponent discards two cards or each opponent discards a card. Yeah. It, it sucks because like Skullrend is the one I like the most where it's the each opponent takes two damage and discards two cards. It has the red in it too, but 
Yeah. Um, I think, and he's he's the right cost and the right kind of effect that, you know, if he gets killed early, I can untap it on five mana, maybe recast him and still get a duress effect through. Like, yeah. And I am or, really... I don't know, dude. Is this it? You're convincing me to make Di- Gyrus a discard deck. <laughs> I just also really like those like called shot cards. Uh, slaughter slaughter games being one of them. You know, like you yeah. name a card, and so making any of those seem better because I love. I have this big thing about certain people I play commander with. I always feel like, hey, I know you own a crater hoof and a tooth and nail, and I feel like you don't understand how to win games without them. So. Here's a Slaughter Games. I'm interested to see where this goes now. Yeah. Slaughter Games, Tooth and Nail. Well, that's me done. <laughs> I'm like, eh, okay. I mean, Rip. I mean, there's, like, Thassa's Oracles kind of becoming this new, one of the easier combos to do, and just, if you have the time to Slaughter Games it out, and just to see, like, what are you gonna do? So, yeah. What's your plan now? I don't know, man. It's just really convincing me to turn Gyrus into a discard deck. Because Gyrus, the problem is it doesn't have a lot of focus outside of what Gyrus can do. It's just like beats after that, and I'm like, eh. I mean, it actually has a lot of the like token and counter focus, but you could give up on a lot of that and just let him be himself. Yeah, that's true. Because, like, people see that immediately. They see a doubling season, they're like, "Uh -uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. You're you're got a target on your head, but if you do something more sneaky with Gyrus, I think it could work. Maybe. I think Gyrus needs to be sneakier. We can we can work on that. Anyways, Leo, what's your number two? My number two is uh, Kel's Fight Fixer. It's a two black and black for a four three legendary Azra Warlock that has menace. Uh, whenever you sacrifice a creature, you may pay a blue black hybrid. If you do, draw a card. And then you can pay uh, pay one, sacrifice a creature, and Kells gains indestructible until end of turn. So you've got a, a blue-black, essentially aristocratic out sacrifice outlook commander that the commander itself can get in there with menace. And, you know, if you have to sacrifice some type of creature that has maybe an undeath effect or, you know, a token, you can pay one, sack it, make her indestructible... Then throw another mana on top, and you can draw a card. That just all around seems dope. And also, I really like the Azra, because they're right now only have been shown on the plane from Battle Bond. I cannot remember that plane's name, but it's the Pit Fight plane, and yeah. I really like it. And I really like them. Kind of makes me think of Drain Eye a little bit from Warcraft. Yeah, it's like it's like Tieflings and Drain Eye had children. Ugh. <laughs> Just as long as they don't have hooves. I, mean, I don't have to see that they have hooves. There you go. Draenei were kind of already tieflings in a way. So that doesn't really... I mean, come on. They had the horns and everything. and There's a movement now that have bl- the blue tieflings are a thing. Mm. Like, eh. It's a cool card, though. I can see like, like you said, having a sacrifice outlet and... benefit for sacrificing all rolled into your commander and I like that it's blue black it not exactly where I would go immediately when I think about what colors is my sacrifice deck 
Yeah, you'd usually be like, oh, I'm expecting this to be like a mono black thing, but you've got uh, you've got that blue in there because they have that cycle that so far we've talked about. Um, Emil and Kells, and I think we ended up talking are going to end up talking about one or other of them that have the you know are a monocolored card, but have the hybrid so that they're a two color um, deck. I like that she also she triggers off of any sacrifice. So she offers an outlet, but any of your free outlets make it just pay one when you sacrifice a creature to draw a card, you know. Oh no. Sack with your yeah. like with your Yahini or your Woe Strider or your um or Viscerasir. Phyrexian altar like, gives you the mana. Yeah, or Phyrexian <laughs> Exactly. A Phyrexian altar will give you the mana to pay for it, and then it's just sack a creature, draw a card. That's... Ooh. Ooh, that's good. I like this. I like this a lot. Yeah, I can kind of see, like, in my mind forming, like, you want the Bitter Blossom, the... I don't remember the exact name of it right now, but the fake Bitter Blossom that lets you amass at your upkeep and lose one. Ah, Dreadhorde Invasion. Yeah. I can just, just see this stream of advantage and tokens and creatures you have no personal attachment to exactly and you have her, she keeps herself around it's not like you're it's not like you have a fragile advantage ev- engine even as long as you keep some mana up she gets to stick in play and then by the way yeah my benefit is staying in play <laughs> she's i still draw a card Oh, you tried to wipe the board. Well, I'm going to pay two so that I draw a card and keep the thing that's letting me draw cards. You know, I might pay pay extra a couple times just to draw a few extra cards off of this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still looking for the card because this is so confusing to find anything in this damn use, set. Oh use the link that Leo sent and you can just click the black. I refuse. And it's right at the top. Oh, yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah, never mind. There we go. Um, But, yeah, that one, yeah. Uh, I was going to say, me looking through Mythic Spoiler has found one hilarious thing. They have an error. Or it's not an error, and it's just like, okay, the Predatory Pack, there's actually two different copies of Somberwald Stag in the lineup. It's probably just a mistake. Yeah, it's probably just a, it's probably just a card pull card pull thing yeah i don't think there's yeah excuse me i don't think they use two different versions of it for the thing i mean at one point they accidentally had a white card in one of the red packs too like just yeah yeah people are oops the reason why i missed it is ghoul uh ghoul collar geese that was the one on the left instead of kells ah i see there we go Oh, it's got Gorman too. Gorman freaks me out. Nom 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 nom. I just like that his name is a pun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a simple um, man. Uh, okay. Um, so my second one. There's a story behind it. Um, on this same day that that Tiny Bones was was revealed, we also got um, Allosaurus Shepherd, which is a single green one one. For a creature elf shaman. I will preface, I will stop here in the description of the card because Darth here 
made a mistake when telling me about it and said legendary creature and I was like oh god I'm making I an elf deck <laughs> you make it the mistake yeah so like uh, Allosaur Shepherd can't be countered uh, green spells you control can't be countered already that's worth a commander for me <laughs> already those two lanes and then you say Four green green, uh, which is colon, so a tap ability. Until end of turn, each elf creature you control has base power and toughness equal to 5-5. Five, five, it becomes a dinosaur and can, uh, in addition to other types. You basically just give all your elves dinosaurs. It's amazing. I love the flavor of it. It's not legendary, though. So it's just like, oh, no. It's also not a tap My ability. My dreams are shattered. I mean, a tap ability. You said it's a tap ability. It is not. It's just pay mana colon, so you can do it. Oh, you know I don't really give a crap about the lingo you're talking about. Tap four and green green. Is that that's what that means to me? Just saying. So it's clear um, there's not a tap symbol, so you don't have to tap him. No, you don't. Or her. Them. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Them. Pretty androgynous. Um, but uh, yeah. So like. You get to give all your elves 5-5 five, five base power and toughness. Of course, you wouldn't want to do that twice because it just... Unless someone undoes it and then you do it again. I, it's weird because it's not like it's you adding You could, like, respond. Like, oh, all your elves are right now 2-2s two because you have a lord into play. And in response to the ability, deal 2 to them all with, you know, fiery cannonade. And you're like, okay, well, I'm just going to activate it again. On the stack, yeah. So... Yeah. probably not often but it is good that it's not tapping so you can potentially respond and do it again to try to get through your plan yeah yeah it's so uh it's a very powerful little elf it is i just need it to be legendary then i would have an elf deck 100 percent. i just i don't i don't i don't have an interest in an elf deck that uh, aside from like this because like hey I randomly at some point just get to make my all of my elves five fives here you go I guess you could just like try to tutor for this all the time but like that's a lot of work I mean it's very possible that's a lot of work to set up I kind of have a, a level of like once there's too many tutors on a deck you try to do the same thing too often and it doesn't feel as fun yeah I definitely get that I just want an altar of this so that the uh the elf is Chris Pratt instead. That really is where I'm at on this. <laughs> Almost could just put a clip from the movie right there. Exactly. Just have him. Just slap him on there with blue, and you're good. But I, the fact well, that it's the big, the fact that it's green spells. It's not green creature spells. It's green spells. Spells can't be counted. Yeah. That's that's what I think. Is I'm going to so counter like, your rampant growth. Uh uh uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh 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 green spells yeah I, I love this card wave. try again if i make an elf deck this is a 100% inclusion though yeah it's very good i just it, the only problem is just you know finding an elf commander that i would care to have like you just play galta I just don't just forget it's an elf deck and play dinosaurs Exactly. <laughs> so now all your dorks become dinosaurs as well. I got you. They're, they're, they worship the god that is Galta. 
big mama. As much as I love dinosaurs, magic dinosaurs, aside from the Allosaurus riders and that kind of stuff, like they just don't they don't do it for me. I just don't I mean we've we've got meaty and feathery. I, you can choose. I just no. I, I there's something about the fact that they're combo pieces that really just irks <laughs> me. Really irks uh, me. Yeah, like I get you. They're supposed to be dinosaurs. They're not supposed to be fucking assholes. Like, come on. <laughs> I guess it's all about your opinion of what side of the teeth you're on. T-Rex tears in half, you probably think he's a jerk. Hacks! As you're flying through the air in half. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that really inspires me. The next time something happens that I don't think is fun in Commander, I'm just going to say, I call hacks. I call hacks. All right, so let's get down to our final one, Darth. What's your third? I've got, I believe it's Ineaz, the Gale Force. Three blue-blue for a legendary creature, Jen, and he has a 4-4. He's got flying, he's got pay two, and a whiter blue, so that hybrid Azorius symbol. Attacking creatures with flying get plus one, plus one until end of turn. And then he has another Mm -hmm. ability. Whenever three or more creatures you control with flying attack, each player gains control of a non-land permanent of your choice controlled by the player to their right. And this is the deck that I am waiting for. Three cards in the mail and hoping to get one of these very close to release day. I am really excited about a little bit of a group hug deck because... If someone else has flyers, you know, you have the built-in ability to pump them for them. But just the whimsy of I choose how cards get organized and I can trust myself to make the game fun and not just monkey everybody always. I think it would be really cool. Like, I'll leave their name out just so they don't feel personally attacked if they end up listening to it. But we have a friend who's been playing the good old Stego Mage. And the deck seems to struggle. <laughs> I hate that deck. If I hate that deck. Mr. Stegomage is oh. on vacation. And what's the best vacation than permanent vacation in someone else's battlefield? <laughs> Thank you. I want to play with you and him with this deck now. Uh, I... he, he wrecks me because he always gets people to team up on me. But there's other things that are and I've... great too. Like, I want... I was really trying to, in my original rendition of the deck, get, like, advantage engines so that I can just play. So, you know, something like, oh, you know, Endless Atlas would be a good example. Maybe sketching a two-color deck. Um, you can pay two, yeah. tap it, draw a card, only do this if you control. It's either, like, two or three lands with the same name. But just to group hug in the sense of I'm giving away advantage engines, and eventually, you know... I'll get to choose something to get all the way around, you know, to the three turns away from me when I can finally have them gain a card from me. But right, it ended up becoming like proliferate stuff because good old Kangi with his feather counters, and there's a few flyers that naturally just proliferate when they deal combat damage. So kind of the the grand scheme has become mess with things, parlay. And swear up and down, this planeswalker would go to alt level. So Basri and the oh, the corset get Basri to alt, 
and give them to the next player. Be like, I didn't do this. This isn't my problem. I'm just going to let other people hold my planeswalkers. <laughs> um, other one yeah. that I thought was going to be really fun is the... I'm probably going to say her name wrong, but it's from the course that last year, Mew, Mew Yangling, I think is her name. Yeah. Sky Dancer. Mm-hmm. Her alt is you get an emblem with Islands Have Tap Draw a card. I'm just feeding on the future groans of handing that to another blue player. And everyone else having to be like, why did you do this to us? Because Commander's about fun. Pass the turn. <laughs> you just... Yeah. No, you just pass it to the mono-red player and see see how much of the joy they have out of it. And another kind of thing that ended up like... I had to be like, okay, and the, all this abstract crazy things I want to do with this deck... Sometimes I'd like to win the game. How on earth am I doing that? And it kind of got to, well, you have an ability that I can pay three and pump my flyers, and most of my creatures will be flyers. So I have Astro Cornucopia and... Ooh, I'm forgetting the name. Describe it. Everflowing Chalice. Everflowing Chalice, absolutely. So okay, getting a go. lot of these proliferate cards in the deck and... At some point, being like, okay, I've proliferated them enough. Ugh, 21 mana. My, my flyers get plus 7, plus 7. Ooh, that's, that's a lot of mana. That's pretty good. Oh, I like it. I like it a lot. I'm excited. I have all these aspects, and like you say, I do thrive off the shenanigans of I give other people advantage so they don't kill me when they should, and... I can yeah. run that razor edge really well for some reason, so I I go for it. <laughs> I just play janky decks that don't do very well, and then <laughs> lose. Although, I do say Ghidorah is a strong deck that we have made, and it just gets pooped on by people, though. Like, ugh, gosh. If you don't have the right mutate triggers, ugh. Ugh. Of course, that one's limited. Go ahead. Yeah, I really like Inia's that it's both non-land permanent of instead of um, like creature or something like that, and that it, oh, yeah. it gives you the choice of what each person is yes, getting. Yes, absolutely. Because one of my favorite one of my favorite cards for a long time in Riku is I played Order of Succession, where it's you choose right or left, and then everyone picks a creature in that direction to gain control of, mm-hmm. but yeah. they pick, not you. In Riku, it was fine, because most of the time I wouldn't have any creatures, so I just picked the direction that would mean I got the creature I wanted the most. And then the other direction, someone was like, well, I get nothing. Thank you. <laughs> but Worst trade deal in history. This, yeah, this letting you choose is really good. And I do really do you, like... You can even get a flying blocker out of the way. If they've got, like, a single flying yeah. blocker on the, the person that you're attacking, you're like, well, I'm going to choose the person to your left is going to get that flyer instead of you. And I love that you it doesn't target. You're going to get this door. Yeah. It is amazing that it doesn't target. Yeah. Do whatever you want when the ability resolves. You're losing something, probably. If you only have uh, lands, you're probably doing bad anyway, so that's fine. You can choose hexproof things. It's great. Shroud protection from yeah that's now here's the question can, I can choose something that has protection okay. for me can't I hex yes, you can no 100%. <laughs> so here take the uh 
true name nemesis. I would like your true name nemesis. <laughs> protected for I me. I would like your true name nemesis. That is protected for me. <laughs> this is the perfect place for it. It's probably going to chump block now. <laughs> hey, exactly. This is, this is where this is where I like to remind people that protection from everything exists, including rules. <laughs> I have to go to a Facebook quote. That's not a helpful take. <laughs> I know it's always a joke for me because yes, it doesn't protect. I get you. Yeah, I'm excited. <sighs> it is. It is a deck. It is ready. I bought sleeves already for having in the map pre-release recently. Uh, I'm excited. I hope it doesn't become, you know, too aware or just people decide it's not very fun because I I hope to play this for a long time. I, I doubt it. X to doubt. You change your deck so often. Hey, we get another set eventually. Duh. X to doubt still. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> you know, it's like every other other week you bring in a new thing to the Commander League. And I normally stick to what I'm playing to at the To be fair, time. though, I have a backlog. I mean, it's not like I'm building a deck every week. No, that's true. Nah, and that's very true, but, like, you don't stick... I don't think you've stuck with the same one for three weeks yet. That, that been you've been going, no. But I played Krinko, I think, for a whole season. Just to show everybody, hey, look. Krinko makes points in our that Commander was... League. Ooh. That's a little different, though. You were making a point. Like, that wasn't that wasn't you doing that because that's what you wanted to do. I had 60 do. more points than the next person. Does that seem fair? No. I could skip the last month and still be in first place. It was dumb. That well, yeah, I mean that's that's why I said that that you you were making a point. If you were left to your own choice, like normally you are, you would choose a new deck pretty often, which is fine. You have the resources to do it. It's just you know, there's me who played Zenigos for what six years. You didn't play a lot then, like. That probably was like ten commander games in <laughs> six years. It was more than ten, but uh, yes, I I didn't play near as often as you at that time. No, no, I deny your doubt on that one because I would play every time that, that we met up, and that was quite often. Sometimes, especially with with uh, Brian, so like we would get three or four games in, and I would always play Xenagos. So. Three or four games every month is a lot more than ten. Haha. <laughs> I mean, I think you're exaggerating how often. But I yes. Work. But yeah, I love Inias. It's gonna be a deck. I'm excited. I hope it's fun. I hope it's fun for other people. Probably, because it's gonna stop the stupid shenanigans sometimes. I mean, I'm gonna or enable them. I'm going to force some things that shouldn't happen, like. You're you're uh, like a weird mono white spell slinger control deck. Oh yeah, you have Stego Mage tapped. This will be great. Exactly. Mm-hmm. This will be good. See, this is why I don't like playing with him. I want the game to be interesting. <laughs> I don't want to sit down, need to counter three spells within the first four turns, or lose the game. Like, I feel like that's what I'm up against every time I go there, though. Like, ugh. Ugh. Brighter news. And I just, How about you know, we talk about another fun card instead of lamenting about Commander League? But uh, it's all I have. <laughs> no, just <laughs> um, Leo was number three. 
My third card is Ormos Archive Keeper. It's four blue blue for a five five legendary Sphinx with flying. And if you would draw a card while your library has no cards in it, instead you put five plus one one counters on Ormos Archive Keeper. You can also pay one and two blue, discard three cards with different names, and then draw five cards. Of note, uh, we're playing a uh, format where you uh, don't have cards with the same names except for basics. I, I, I'm sorry, but that was a lot of words. Yeah. And I understood it, but that's a lot of words. Um, this is also where we talked about just uh, a couple cards ago where you targeted yourself. Oh, yeah, you just target yourself with Traumatize. It's fine. In the case of this one, you might be doing that. It, you run the real risk. Every other every other card that has the if you would draw a card while your library is empty in it instead thing, the instead yeah. has been win the game instead of just get a beefy sphinx. <laughs> so you run the very real risk of your creature dying and then you drawing a card and losing if you mill yourself, but it gives you a really solid out. And like I mean, I guess kind of with tiny like with tiny bones, where the activated ability is the the distraction on this one. Right. This one getting big is the distraction. Like you, you make this big and kill someone is like a combo finish. Like oh, you know you weren't you were not expecting this. You know blah. There goes my deck. Swack your dead. <laughs> Mill myself. Cast brainstorm with an empty library. Ponder. Yeah, here's a twenty twenty. Twenty five damage. Take it. <laughs> yeah. The fact that it's pay three, discard three cards with different names, which again our format real easy. Draw five. Which really is pay three, draw two. Yeah, is essentially yeah. It's it's you pay three to net two cards, which means that you're going up, you're you're filtering through your deck very quickly. You're finding answers. You're in mono blue, yeah, so and throwing the spells in your yard doesn't matter. Torrential gear hog well, smiles, and then you're also discarding before you're drawing so you're digging faster too yeah like you're just going through real quick it's real solid i i like this as a as some type of mono blue commander i traditionally because i make i make monocolored decks mostly the color i struggle with the most is blue because i very much like the control playstyle, but I don't want to just build a mono blue control deck that in commander is both mono blue as a control deck is horribly underpowered because you don't have the board control that a mono blue control deck in a multiplayer format desperately would want. Like right. the mono blue control in other formats works because you don't need to worry about board control as much. You can counter one player out okay. You can't really counter out three people. But something like this where you can have where you can have a really strong draw engine on your commander. Yeah. That is at instant speed, costs some mana but not a lot, and is a very respectable body, even just as a five you know, as a six mana five five flyer that has the chance of becoming an absolute house. A 10-10? Yeah. A 10-10, easy. A 10-10 on the first trigger? Yeah. Yeah. Activating its ability once when your library is empty? 
Just putting yeah. 25 counters on it? No big deal. Yeah, no. No problem. It, I think it's solid. I also can see it being tossed into like a bunch of red-blue decks that draw through their library very quickly, and then having, I don't know, a fling effect that's copied a couple times. I would never. <laughs> but... As a, I would never. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a lie. Uh, if we want to X to doubt, you oh, got one Yeah, right that's there. why I laughed. You got one right That's why I there. laughed. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, Ormos is the type of mono blue commander that I I don't have to draw into doing something as silly as like Jalira Polymorph deck to do something mono blue that still feels not like just playing counter control. Yeah. Right. I could, like, I could be playing an aggressively mono blue self-mill deck with this. And just ready to go swing into the fences. Yeah, I uh I used to hate control quite a bit. Used to? Um used to. Um control's okay now. It's it's the combos that I don't like. Ah. <laughs> so I'm totally okay well, with this card. You've come to accept control <laughs> because of what it naturally preys upon. Yes. <laughs> I see. Lesser of two evils. Yes. Yeah, that's very much. I mean, yeah. Uh, I like the card. I thought it was a phoenix looking at the art until you said Sphinx. Uh, and I was just like, oh, cool. At my first, but I'd love to have a blue phoenix. At my first glance on this, I actually thought it was a dragon. I could understand that. Yeah, way, it's, it's... With the way the frills looks, are, I was like... And the, the way the body shape is, how it's kind of like an elongated one, I could have sworn first pass through, it was like white and blue scales, and I was like, dope, give me more... And then I saw it was a yeah. strange, so I was like, this is fine. I can work with this, but I really wanted a blue... I really like the, like, blue knowledge hoarder style of dragon. That... Yeah. I, uh... I, I will say, this is probably the only Sphinx I have seen as far as art goes that doesn't make me cringe. Like, I just don't like the idea of, like, human faces on things. Like, this one is doable. Like, it's... 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 it's, it's I'm okay but, like, the other one that is in the pack with it, uh, the, the Temple Bell Sphinx, I think it's called. Uh, it's got, like, this black hair, or Bell Sphinx, Bell Tower Sphinx, yeah. there you go, that's what it's called. And, um, yeah, there it is, Bell Tower Sphinx. That one, uh-uh, dude, no. Like, <laughs> I can't handle that art. <laughs> that's gross, but, like, that one, I, I... I'm I'm good with it because it looks more like a phoenix than anything, and you could like, I, I don't know. It blends the, it blends to... the human feature into the rest of it very well. Yeah, instead of here's human head on lion body, like ooh. <laughs> oh man, I, I I like the card too. I don't think I would do anything with it personally, but I like the idea of it not being a win effect when the draw you've drawn out. That it is just like, a, hey, I have a beater now. Yeah, and let's let's do this. Let's. We're, it's go time. It's go time when my deck is depleted, or you're one of those people that has like, what is that? What is that land? Reliquary Tower that has every card. You can just like have it in your hand. Yeah, no max hand size. Yeah, and you just you just Reliquary Tower and then draw all the cards and then you're like. All right, it's go time. I've got a, I've got a ten ten beater, and I've got, I've got an infinite amount of options. Here we go, which I mean, in a blue deck, normally you're going to be taking a lot of extra turns and winning anyway. So whatever, but you know, it's I like the idea. If you were to just be like, no, no tricks up my sleeve, it's go time. 
<laughs> I'm all out of tricks. Time for Muscle Wizard to cast Fist. <laughs> yes, I cast Fist. It's super effective. Also, if it's your commander, 10 commander damage is not something to sneeze at. Nope. It's going to come back for 15 the next round. I mean, you just activate the ability and get the... the 30 damage is enough, Kel. <laughs> yes. So big. Alright. That's true. Um, so, anything more to say on Ormos? I just like the oh, idea no. that we're... If you would draw a card where your library is empty, we do more than you win. Yeah. Maybe yeah, we don't get other things that are different, but it's, it's just nice to see exploring in that manner. Variety. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm going to come at you guys with a mono black card, which is very unusual for me. Because, um, like, I'm mostly green. But uh, Witch of the Moors, three generic and black black, or swamp swamp, whatever you want to say, for a 4-4 four, four, creature, human warlock. By the way, we have picked three warlocks in these past two episodes. I think that's interesting. A lot more warlocks recently. Um... Death Touch. Enough said on that. Uh, although on a 4-4 kind of feel, because I always see Death Touch as small things, but whatever. Um, although it does work for those Death Touch tribal decks now. It does. Um, at the beginning of your end step, if you gained life this turn, each opponent sacrifices a creature, and you return up to one target creature card from your graveyard to your hand. I love this card, and possibly also for the flavor text after that for many hands for many evils. <laughs> There's a lot of hands coming uh, out of that thing. Yeah, There's there is. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. I see six. Yeah, there's at least eight. Yeah, nine. Um, um, I see nine, I think. Oh, yeah, there's a, like another oh. small one underneath the... Like, where the apple yeah. is. Oh, geez. Yeah, you're right. I didn't even see that. This, it's getting weird. <laughs> Anyways, there's a lot about this card that says, hey, I want to be in a life gain deck that's also a graveyard deck that's also a controlly deck. <laughs> like, I like this card because it is so many things at once, and then the, the mechanics play with it at the same time. Um, this, I had a deck for a small amount of time, very small, that was, um, one of those sphere safety with a bunch of enchantments, um, white, I don't know what, what do you call, is that stacks now is what that was pillow called? Fort. Uh, yeah, pillow fort. Yeah. So I had a black, white one that used a lot of black and white enchantments, and this would have been a perfect card for that because it also gained life. So you couldn't just, like, hit me all the time or, you know, target my face. Because, you know, the, the Sphere of Safety only blocks from attacking, not from just damage. So I, I had, I had like, a lot of, like, just, like, hey, I'm just going to stay here and get bigger. So this, this is, my, this is my, my Pillow Fort card that I love so much. It's like, yeah, but it, it allows you to do a lot of things with it. Because it's like, hey, also, your stuff is gone. My stuff is coming back. Thanks. Okay, thanks. Bye. Like, <laughs> this is, this card is not, like, an immediate danger, too. It's, like, it's sort of like a creeping annoyance 
You know what I mean? Because, like, I don't see you swinging in with the 4-4 a lot of the time, unless it's early game. And the Death Touch is a good deterrent for larger creatures. I feel like, okay, I'm okay losing my effect for your your 2020, you know, coming in at, at me. You know what I mean? So, like, I, there's a lot of options with this card, which is why it has a bunch of hands. So I like it. Same reason why Darth likes Tiny Bones. It is a scary card. I mean, we get them reprinted so often that in any cool two-color deck, you have to... Do you groan at the game land now? Here's my dismal backwater pass. You guys have to sack a creature for my common oh, wow. land. <laughs> like, it <laughs> yeah. can just be the most random, incidental... Like, any oh, other yeah. thing I can think of. I can think of looking on Core 21, seeing the uh, black-white uncommon vampire that if you had gained at least three life, do something. Like, there was a lot of effects that felt like that in Core 21, like the Griffin Irie and uh, another spell that would cost less if you mm-hmm. gained some life. But this being any amount, it's kind of yeah. spooky. Then, yeah, it being like, repeated. I could imagine... Yeah. Uh, yeah. I-, I also, like, if you just had, like, hey, I just had this, like, tiny little 1-1 life link I'm going to swing in. Is you gonna block it now? Okay, cool. Second main phase. <laughs> which of the Moors suffer? Have yeah. Have any of the creatures that when you sack that you can just sack them gain to life, gain life or drain life? Yeah, and then get that creature back to your hand as the return for your end, so that you guarantee a, a creature in your yard for for the effect. On top of making them sack it, like. Uh, I think it's it is evil enough that this is like the first card I'm really like, you know. I have a couple copies of Stronic Resonator. This is probably good enough. Gain yeah, one life, probably. copy the effect. I don't know. Yeah. Granted, sometimes people never cast creatures and just kill you with a spell combo, but it feels like the power level I want to play at and the power level I expect to play at in the Commander League. Sack two creatures every round is gonna be messed up enough. It's gonna, it's gonna put some people true. in thumbscrews. Yep, and I don't know. I just like it. I'm starting to branch out. It seems getting back into magic, guys. Help me. Help, help, help me, help me, Bruce. <laughs> You'll be sick of it once we've played through <laughs> as many boxes as I got of Jumpstart. Um, uh, maybe. Maybe, because you do raffle stop me every game. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what it is. I can be like, hey, here's a tier one super duper awesome deck. Hey, I'm playing my janky can't win, has one win condition. Oh, look, I got it. You're dead. Dang it. <laughs> well, I tried. I mean, I am the Lord of Nonsense <laughs> who this weekend yes. won the Friday pre-release by playing four colors... And round two, having to mm-hmm. discard four lands with two shrines in play, one of them being the red shrine, to have to deal eight damage to a Bane Slayer that had gained two 1-1 one, one counters to kill it. That's pretty great. <laughs> I was at five, he was at 40, he drew like ten lands in a row, and I got there. <laughs> no business winning. Lord of nonsense indeed. This is true. This is true. Well, folks, that's it. 
Um, I guess I don't even know what the next set is. Double Masters. Like, do we even know? Like, I think it's Double, Double Masters. Masters is the next one released. That's and then right. after that, it should be Zendikar. Re- whatever. Resurgent. Zendikar Rising. Zendikar. All- Zendikar Resurgent. I think Resurgent's no! a card. No, we're not going back to is Zendikar. That, are we? I think Zendikar Resurgence is the card. Yeah, yeah, I, I know that's a card. Rising. Oh, yeah, maybe it's just Zendikar Rising. Yeah. God. It's not supposed to be like Eldrazi Zendikar. this time, It's supposed to be Adventure World again. What it was to begin with. Oh. Yeah. That's... It's supposed to be D&D World that, again, not... A billion now, times do, better. Do we want to take bets? A billion bets? times this better. this is the time to take bets. They swear fetch lands are reprinted oh. in a set this year. It's either no, no, Zendikar it's or probably Commander Legends. And I'm betting Commander Legends. Well, it we know it's not Zendikar because when they said it, they specifically said a non-standard legal set. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. So the bet is on what they said and not that. <laughs> gotcha. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, it'll be it'll so, be nice. Okay. Two Commander decks, which my understanding is just the legendaries will be new cards, but still new. The legendary creatures are always good. Yeah. I mean, that's what Commander thrives off of, so... Yeah. It's Yay. gonna be exhausting. Like, you might hate me even more oh. when Commander Legends comes, because there's supposed to be, like, what, 76 legendaries in that set? Something Oh, Commander hideous. Legends is going to be... Commander Legends is gonna be violent. That That's... Commander Legends is going to be the first two-parter, is what it's gonna be. <laughs> This is the t- this is the episode where we talk about legendary creatures. This is the episode uh, where we talk about non-legendaries. Could be. This is, and the whole time I'm crying because I never made a hydra. I'm just <laughs> just crying. Um, this spell has a hydra in the artwork. It's the only one I'm picking. <laughs> they can have five cards. I just uh, need so one. Sm- so smash up MTG edition. What is our rating, Darth? I've lost track, but it's something like 100,000 out of 10, Gideon's still dead. Uh, yeah. Does that apply, though, since it's not a story set? I don't know. I like it. Set. I like the idea of playing Smash Up. A little, okay. a little wish they would have divorced it more from Core 2021. Feels like there's not enough new cards in this set, but it is a set we didn't expect. So maybe we'll get Jumpstart you know, 2 or something eventually. If they see there's some love for it. So, yeah. yeah. I'm excited. I'm happy to play with it. A little frightened about the price that the boxes have gone to. Uh, originally got them for 100 They were up to like 145 or something crazy online. So, hopefully people still get to enjoy this and not feel like it costs too much. That's... Yeah. That's my hope, too, because I'm with you. I think the gameplay of this is going to be really nice. Yeah, it's going to be real fun for casual players, too. It's it's good to divorce people from the thought of, I can lose in drafting, or I can lose in deck construction. There There is no deck construction, there is no drafting, it is shuffle your two packs together, good luck. Yeah, just have some fun. Like, I could very, kind of like you are talking about, keeping a couple of the packs just to play i could super see like not not grabbing all of them but building your own you know smash up box with this with yeah you know your personal like top 10 or top 12 uh like pack archetypes 
and just keeping those around, you know, you and a buddy grab two of them, shuffle them together, play, and then split them back out. Definitely talked about doing like yep. a cube like with these, and they were getting a little crazy yeah. running all the combinations. Like, ah, Smash yeah, Up had it right. Far. No, sixteen possibilities is plenty. <laughs> yeah, but it's I, I think it's. Cool. I would be interested in a cube of this because it makes it a lot more. Balance, yeah, and it gives it a lot more life. Like, a lot of these packs have duds. Like, the, they were giving packs away, you know, as part of the Core 2021 stuff. And, you know, I opened some that were like, hmm. Just having a handful of these not being really able to play with anybody, you know. But as far as, like, opening them and hoping to get value, there are some stinkers. Yeah. But, you know. No, for sure. I d- didn't get hoping, the intent. Hoping to get value. I just, I just, I, it, 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 it bothers me when you're like, oh, I want to get value, and you don't sell your cards. So, like, there's never value. He wants the option. <laughs> okay. I'm investing <laughs> in your children's future when I die early and they go to college for free, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Appealing to Super you. Extra Del. <laughs> Super extra Super extra you know, this one's only five. Like, yeah, I can be, maybe be satisfied with my whole entire life in 13 years. Jeez, that's so... That's dark. You're, welcome. You're getting into swamp territory. Alright, Leo, what's your rating? Uh, I'd say it's one empty library out of one right now, because I think it... Or, I guess, 99 cards out of 99. I think it's a solid set. <laughs> like... <laughs> The idea. I got I got ninety nine cards, but a J Saint one. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I knew I put Lab Man in here somewhere. Oh no! I've made oh, a mistake. Geez. Grim stare at the yeah, camera I... as Wanted Blue can't revive so easy. <laughs> Oops! I knew I should have oh, thought man, this through I more. Love it. But not so, real. So I think the set you're... is. I like that they're exploring more ways to play <coughs> the game. Like, they've tried some of yeah. the board, like, the air quotes board game style sets, and having something different with some of Like, looking at it, I think part of why we're seeing, we're feeling that so much 2021 is in here is because there's a lot of M21 in there, but that's also because there's almost 400 cards in the set. That's, or, sorry, that's almost true. 500 cards in the set. But I mean, when you look at the amount of reprints in this set, it's lot. like it's like seventy five percent core twenty one, and then you have a lot of big names, and then some generic stuff like raging. Regisaur. I mean, but there are yeah. some serious like, reprints that matter. We have Oracle Dia is the first reprint of it ever. Yep. So and that card was getting up. They there. snuck some value in There's... on us. Oh, that's what I was saying. You got some high value reprints, and then you got some low value, but like majority of it is core twenty one. Yeah, like well, as close to majority as you can get out of the five hundred. It's pretty, it's pretty beefy though. Either way, there's a lot. Yeah, it's true. So my rating is uh, a six headed hydra. Um, it's beefy. I like the way it goes. Uh, you know, like I, I like the smash up idea as well. Um, I like some of the new cards quite a bit, especially um, the Allosaurus, you know, Shepherd and um, the Devil. I, his name is escaped me now; it's not in front of me. But 
yeah, the the couple decks that I was like, you know, actual ideas for decks out of there. Um, yeah, and I just there's a lot of good stuff about it. I, the only problem is like I don't really. I don't really jive with, like, a lot of the reprint stuff that is, like, oh, this is really good. Like, that doesn't matter to me because I only play, you know, such a limited window, which is Commander. And I don't play a lot of those cards in Commander. Sure. (laughs) And so, like, but it's still really cool. I like the idea. I like the idea of us cracking open a couple packs and we're bored on a Friday night because the internet's down or something. Like, I like the idea of it quite a bit so yeah that's our set review and then um i guess uh Duble masters is coming out um what it's like two August months from 7th? now it's yeah. actually not that far yeah so it's under it's two like months yep set proper for core 21 is out in a week two weeks after it's is like, jumpstart and three weeks after is core set or double masters so, about five uh, weeks we should have Double Masters, and at least a week before that. Yeah, I was going to say six weeks. Yeah, six weeks at most. And then, yeah. Okay. And then that's been so much of the mind after the horror of seeing other people play with Akoria for a month. I don't even know when the Zendikar set comes out yet. Yeah. Well... Aren't you glad we stopped doing side quests, Leo? Because, like, so much magic we got to talk about. <laughs> Just a little bit. Oh, my gosh. I mean, yeah, I, I'm sad to see side quests go, but, like, getting that organized again is a nightmare. So <laughs> Also, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty, guys, thanks for listening, and we'll see you on Core... Not Core. This is... We did Core 20. We will oh see you Dubai for Double Masters. masters. Probably in three or Dubai four weeks. Masters. Maybe a little longer. Because schedules. <laughs> Who can know these things? <laughs> yeah. Alright. Thanks for listening. Later. Woo. Bye.